happy wednesday happy wednesday beautiful souls yeah that was me that was me shuffling around in the background i was like oh wait i gotta get ready so this is me getting ready happy happy wednesday listen if you are in southern california if you're in cali it's been hot and i think i said that on last episode i was like oh it's getting hot up in here it's getting hot up in here so yeah you're like well why are you putting the sweater on so I can be appropriate. So I can be show appropriate. That's why. There'll be show appropriate. Before I do that, I was messing with my mic. So I want to make sure you all can hear me. If you would do a couple things for me, say hi, say hello. You know, press one down below lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed, subscribe. My husband was like, you got every, you got to share down pack. You got to invite people to subscribe. So Lathan said it. Now my husband's saying it. So I'm asking, subscribe, subscribe. This is so weird. Why does Facebook do this? Gosh. I'm sound checking. Okay, cool. All right. So we're streaming on multiple platforms. That's how it goes. And for some reason, my personal page either kicks it off. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. That way you don't miss any of this great content. All right. That's why. Let me adjust my mic. Okay. So we're going to do show style. Show, I mean, uh, classroom style today. Of course, I've been getting tagged. Shoot, people are tagging me like there's this reel going around about somebody talking about like this, the the truth, the myth buster behind BFA's loan uh, program. So I'm like, okay, looks like I've got to talk about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. CJ's in the building. He's like, uh, one, I'm here. Two, he shared it. Really appreciate the love and support. Thank you, because he knows it's important. He knows Lisa is going to talk the real. <laughs> Otherwise, this wouldn't be ready, set real estate, right? The raw truth, the the booms, the bus, uncut side of real estate. So everyone else talks all the glitz and glam. It's so wonderful. It's so nice. And then not realize like this business can get ugly. It's not always really shiny and pretty, at least the transactions we take, um, we take on and we tend to specialize in the in the not so easy ones, right, that involve um, removal of folks and squatters and board ups and, you know, evictions, death. It's like it's like a real movie sometimes when I sit back and I go, whoa, I can't make this stuff up, can't make it up. Uh MD says, hello. Well, hello. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see who else is tuning in. We're on uh, LinkedIn, streaming on Twitter. Twitter's now doing podcasts, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, that's really awesome. Uh, I will do show, uh, excuse me, classroom style today because I got a pro I got a PowerPoint. Woohoo. I had to do a PowerPoint for this because we needed to revisit, although on this show, I've talked about down payment of programs and DPAs, layered financing and all that stuff, the pros and cons, but I get it. People are either new to it. 
They have short-term memory. You don't remember what I said. It may not have been significant at that point in time. It's all good. Listen, it's all good. All it is is, is cloud storage anyway. So I'm here for it. All right. Let's see here. Make sure you're writing down your goals, whatever that may be. Let me put that back up here again. No, I'm not ready for that. Disclaimers. No, not disclaimers. <laughs> write down your goals. Write down your real estate goals. So we are in, boom, last month of quarter three. Last month of quarter three before we get into fourth quarter. So you know the seeds you plant now is what is going to show up in the next quarter 2023. So get your mind right. I'm very, very, I'm a stickler for writing stuff down. I've got a whole uh, whiteboard here. It's a glass board that I have on, on this side of me. I've got a whiteboard in front of me. I've got a cork board on this side. So I have to see the goals and visions and execute. Um, I will say this year uh, we broke record. I actually broke my record in the first eight months compared to last year. So I got to give myself a pat on the back because I've been working silently and I normally don't share a lot of what I'm working on. Um, I'm more like an, a facilitator, educator. I come in and love on you and support what you're here to do. But every once in a while, you know, Lisa hits a, a goal or two. And so I wanted to share that, that it was really nice that um, I broke a record and it was really cool. It was really cool. Because you kind of, you know, put your head down and you just keep going, keep going. And so when I put my head up and, you know, I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, I've got this app that I'm using tracking my income and expenses. And so sometimes you go, whoa, like, like right now <laughs> we're in expense optimization. What does that mean? Just buckling down, but really focusing on where we're spending our marketing dollars, especially as the market is making adjustments, because ultimately we still have to stay in business, right? So I share that with you. I, when I say write down the goals, it's because I'm writing down the goals. It works. All right, cool. Let's see who else is in here. Um, I saw Carmen. She posted Auntie Carmen. She's uh, also in real estate out there in the uh, Oh, what area are you in? Fontana? I don't remember. Feels like it's R, not as far as Riverside. So disclaimer. So of course, we'll be talking about loans. Lisa is not a licensed mortgage professional, but of course, I invite you. I invite you to receive this information, research the information. Don't let me lie to you. I say to all my clients, friends, family, and loved ones, don't Lisa lie to you. Go ahead and fact check. I invite you to do that. Um, the information provided on this show is to is not to be considered legal or tax advice of course please seek those licensed reputable 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 licensed professionals for your specific situation got it good got it good all right little background of me you're like well who are you why do you get to talk about this if you're new to me welcome my name is lisa gillette i'm also known as super agent done a couple fun stuff, um, some trend-setting, trailblazing things in my career. Really proud and excited, uh, but more importantly, it's more so about real estate literacy, educating the community, educating the real estate uh, industry. I train, I teach, um, broker owner of Devenio States, um, based in SoCal. Um, I have designated designations and accolades and different things 
but more importantly, pricing strategy advisor, trained and experienced in foreclosure, short sales, probates, and all that jazz. Um, my heart definitely goes to the senior community. That's who I love and work near. Well, I love all of you. Okay, so let me say this. I love all of you, but my seniors definitely um, get a little extra hand-holding, extra dose of love, uh, especially because of what they recall real estate to be back in the 70s, back in the 60s. And when they're now in this arena of now, whether they're selling, they're exiting, they're downsizing, relocating, um, it's it's a little bit different from the way things were done. So it's really fun to kind of walk them through it. So we are on doo -doo -doo, episode 175. So as I set up, as I set up our PowerPoint, let's uh, definitely give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode. That's Omnis Property Solution. Listen, check this out. We'll be right back after the sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end -end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Thank you, thank you. Listen, if you, I'll invite you. So don't let, don't let Omnis and Devenio, you know, in, in the, real, the Real Estate 100 Teen Investment Blueprint, don't let, you know, all these folks get all the attention. I invite you to be a sponsor to the show if you have a product, service, it is not exclusive to what I do or what other people do. It's We don't have that unlocked. It's not a monopoly because this show gets broadcast from locally here in L.A. all the way to France, Germany, Italy. I mean, we're on radio podcasts everywhere. We're using all major platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. So listen, if you want to broaden your audience, you want to broaden your reach, I invite you. I invite you to become a sponsor to one of our episodes, uh, two, three, four, let's talk about it and let's put something together. Again, if you have a book, a product service that is uh, related to the real estate industry, uh, listen, let's connect, all right? Don't call me and say, you know, oh, well, you know, I've got a hair product. No, 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 no hair products. Unless it's just for me, because look at my curl. My curls are feeling, look at that, woohoo. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really spicy because of my curls. All right, let's bring this slide in real here, real quick. Again, classroom style. Classroom style is usually fun for me is because, um, you know, I it's a little bit more structured. I invite you to communicate, to put your feedback and uh, make sure you have your pen, pad, paper, tablets, make notes and take your screenshots. So we're talking about this buzz that B of A has timely, 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 you know, they, they so has timely put out, I'll finish that thought, has timely put out. You know the saying, um, you know, any press is good press, even bad press, because you get people talking about you. 
Of course, I have my own thoughts and theories about the timing of it that I will show later. I will share later in the show. But for those of you who are really excited about what's happening, um, I kind of want to just address and really talk about overall that um, it's really interesting, of course, when you hear announcements of like no down and zero down and no mortgage insurance and no credit needed. And so how did we get here? Well, because the biggest factors that affect in terms of what they're saying, they, they, right, financial data, lending uh, data, historic data shows that primarily, so, so, okay, let me bring it back. Um, while I'll be discussing this show and I'll be talking about the, you know, black and brown community, you know, some black and Latino community, um, it's not exclusive in terms of this discussion. We're just talking about what they used as a headline, right? They used this as a headline to help black and quote unquote Hispanic communities um, as a headline amidst a couple things happening. And it's interesting because I talk about this with the youth. When I do our real estate youth boot camps, we talk about how did we get here to civil unrest? A couple of things. Some of you may be new unless you've been under a rock somewhere. Um, <laughs> we've been dealing with the social inequities and injustices of black and brown communities, mainly black. And the numbers show we're talking about in terms of um, you know, incarceration rates, um, uh, you know, dropouts. We're talking about um, college rates. We're talking about uh, home ownership rates. We're talking about job positions and the ratios to positions that they hold in rank. And so it's been interesting, as you've all probably watched, like I've been watching the last 18 months to 24 months, uh, when there was this civil unrest and the uprising of BLM, right, the Black Lives Matter movement, people had gotten to a state of enough, enough, enough. And so there's been a couple of things that has transpired over these last months from uh, CEOs being put into play, you know, Black CEOs have been put into play. We've been having... Um, you know, diversity in terms of representation in some of the political positions, women um, not excluded, not excluding people of race, creed, gender, sex, orientation, uh, familial status. We're getting back to those protected classes to say, hey, this has not been a level playing field and it has not been a level playing field for a very long time. So I'll pause there. Are you with me? Are we, we're, we're clear on where, how we're getting to this topic and this announcement and the, the how timely good press is. What's interesting is that in these particular communities, I've watched social media just go bonkers about beware, it's a setup, um, you know, nothing's free. Uh, what else? You know, you all have heard it. You've heard it. There's been so many discussions, comments, and feedback. What is interesting is 
it's a lot of opinion versus those who are actually in the business, actually write these programs, utilizing it um, or not have clients going through it. So I just really, I think it's really interesting that there's a lot to be said from the masses who really don't know. And so I wanted to really break it back down. Let's break it all the way back down and scale back and talk about DPAs, zero down, what that means, um, the commitments that the banks are making and why they're making those commitments is because their numbers have fallen short. And let's call it what it is. Their numbers have fallen short of lending to particular groups. When that data comes out, guess what? They get a slap on the hand that says, hey, you have not been playing nicely with everyone. You haven't been nice. You haven't been giving loans. And they said, well, but wait, they don't qualify. But wait, they don't make enough money. But wait, they don't have the FICO scores. But wait, they don't have the down payment, right? Like all the normal or regular overlay guidelines, they say, but hey, so we get to this point. All right. You're with me. Cool. Down payment assistance programs. Let's talk about this. So what's interesting is usually, so you want to expect, I want to, you know, build this up as a cake here. And we're going to talk about foundationally. What do you typically expect in a DPA program? Who is it for? Who's eligible? What are the types of DPA program and things you should be asking and determining if it's a good fit for you. I had a very dear client call me last night. Um, and I can appreciate when people really put their trust in me. And he's like, it, you know, wanted to know about the program. Is it fixed? Is it this? Is it going to creep up on me? Is it going to turn into this monster later on and eat all my money up? So it's just really interesting. I'm being funny. I'm being facetious about it. But it's for the most part. That's kind of how the conversation went, like wanting to make sure not getting screwed. How you don't get screwed ultimately is you have to do the research. You've got to understand the fine print. Let's drop that in the comments down below, please, and type in fine print. There's no way around it, people. You got to read the paperwork. There's no way around it. Read the paperwork. Fine print. All right. Read the fine print. Drop that, underscore, underscore that. So you may or may not know this. You may be new to this. But overall, DPA programs, also known as down payment assistance programs. So I'll be using the acronym. Again, this is a real estate show. So you'll be learning terms and concepts. Learn the language. Uh, use that with me, DPA. So we'll be talking about DPA programs in this particular segment. First time home buyers. What is a first-time homebuyer? I tell you, it's a game changer when you really understand the definition of first-time homebuyer. Based on, according to HUD guidelines, HUD guidelines, H-U-D, HUD guidelines, housing and urban development guidelines, right? They set that forth along with FIFA, Federal Finance Housing Agency, you know, the big boys like the GSEs, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, you know, they have their guidelines. They So again, they want to keep a nice guideline of, okay, what is a first-time home buyer? This is what it is. Someone who's not owned property, excuse me, let me say it like this. A home buyer who is more particularly has not written off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years. 
not written the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years. They will ask you for your tax returns to verify that. So that's, of course, if you're using a program, a loan program, that requires tax returns because we are now back in an era, we're back at a time where you can do no tax returns and do stated income or you can do bank statements, which means, you know, 24 months of bank statements to show deposit history. So there's various ways to get a loan. There's different loans. I'm getting calls about different loans, especially because people are trying to be creative um, of how to get away from depending on their FICO scores or credit scores because they don't typically have qualifying scores. We'll get to that shortly. DPA programs are usually income restricted, LMIs or um, MI, right? So the LMI is the low to medium income. Your LIPA programs is low to income purchase assistance programs. Your moderate to a moderate income purchase assistance program. I've noticed as of recent, if you're active in the business by show of hand, maybe drop down in, in comments below. Have you been getting offers with some of these LIPA or MEPA uh, programs? So that means there's a second mortgage. There's a silent second. There's layered financing. I'd love to know if you are getting offers with layered financing on your program, um, excuse me, on your properties. Uh, we have not, I have not seen this in a while, while being these last COVID pandemic boom time. Like, can you imagine like that's, that's a time like we've lived, we've lived through the pandemic boom, the height of the market. And it's really interesting to see everyone make adjustments to the reality of where the numbers are and maybe should be. So we're seeing this come back. Uh, income restricted, any question there? Those those income restricted are usually, uh, you know, set based according to that area, right? So what is poverty for that area? They have the guidelines. What is median to moderate income for that area? There's a guideline, again, relative to the area. If you're in a high priced area, of course, those income limits will likely be higher and adjusted accordingly. I think that's great. That's great. Because someone who lives in, um, you know, Bakersfield, that area income wise is going to be different from L.A. And of course, that varies from state to state. Uh, what else? I did actually want to share with you as we're discussing DPAs. DPAs are available in every state. It looks differently and they're different types, which we'll talk about shortly. You with me? Cool. Owner-occupied. So what does that mean? Uh, it's interesting. Again, using the language, owner-oc, are you an end user? Is, it, is, it, is this property or this purchase for an end user, owner-occupant? That essentially means that you're purchasing it as your primary residence. It's got to be for your primary residence. They're assisting you to get your foot in the door so that at least you have housing, a roof over your head, and some stability in terms of ownership vested into that community, into that area. A loan limit applies based on location. What does that mean? So again, they set the limits in terms of property selling in that particular city. We're going to loan up to X amount, right? 
based on that city and county. So there are loan limits. I've already said there's, there's income restrictions, there's loan limit restrictions. And then of course, are you using an approved loan program? Are you using a loan program? One thing that is really key, and I have to, and then let me, let me say this in addition to the using the approved loan program, are you working with an approved lender? <laughs> are you working with an approved lender? If you, I've, I've picked up many clients who said, it's interesting that I asked this agent or I asked this lender, do they do down payment assistance programs? And they said, no. And the reason why they don't offer it is because they're not approved. That's why it's, and, and I, and I'm realizing a lot of you come discouraged because you say, I thought there was down payment assistance program. Yes, there is. But are you working with the professionals that are approved, experienced, and know how to access that money? Uh, very when I think, see, when I think about accessing that money, I go way back to like 2006, 2007, like early in my career. And that was a big thing, like accessing the money. This is where we are now, people. We are in that time where you got to connect with the people who have access to the money. Why? Because the rates are where they are. You're going to need money to buy down those rates, to make the mortgage comfortable, to make your offers competitive. We're going to talk about that shortly because no one ever talks about you know, DPA in conjunction with, is your offer competitive? Like, yes, everyone says down payment is the block. It's the hindrance to home ownership. When that, I think in my professional opinion and experience is not the sole block to home ownership for certain people. Um, of course, we've been seeing the news and looking at the reports and the data that the block is twofold. It's based on discrimination both in lending and in the purchase process. And then the other aspect is the lack of education or the gatekeepers, meaning the agents, brokers, who just don't want to deal with DPA. I've taken filter calls and I really like, in fact, I got a call later on today. I'm structuring a deal. Listen, you, my professionals, you get paid the big bucks to know this information, structure the deals, put the deals together. It may not be a 21-day escrow. It might just have to be a 60-day escrow to let that, you know, let that purchase come together. So the numbers work for your seller. The numbers work for your buyer. You might have to make extra phone calls to educate yourself. So that's one of the phone calls I'm sharing. So this is timely, right? Because this is where we are. I'm having this conversation. We send out counters and then the truth comes back right? Seller counters go out and somebody says, oh, we're actually using secondary financing. So I'm like, well, well, hold on now. We've got to look into that because now I want to talk about what that really means. Okay. So are you using the approved loan program? Are you working with an approved lender? Because oftentimes you guys say to me, I went and talked to so-and-so and they said, there's no down payment. No, they don't use down payment. And in fact, some people have never, I remember me and my stories, right? I remember once upon a time I was doing this uh, purchase and the agent was, it was the first time she heard of one of the DPA programs. And she was like, I've never even heard of this. So again, yes, 
There's a big push industry-wide to educate more professionals on DPA. And I, I, I invite you all to, to learn more and work with each other because if we're really trying to level the playing field, it comes with education across the board, not just the home buyer required courses, the eight hour certification course for the home buyer and the lender who takes the trainings and has to get the certifications to be approved to even offer these DPAs, but also the real estate professionals who really need to understand timelines, property conditions, eligibilities, requirements, and criteria. Because if you don't know, you end up stressing your client now by saying, yeah, we're going to do a 30-day escrow. You're writing 30-day escrows on your offers. And there's no way, no way you're going to close in 30 days. Not going to happen. All right. You feel my passion, right? <laughs> feel my passion. Because it's like, I've had to negotiate some folks out of that situation. It's like, come on, why are you putting that on your offer? That's not practice. That's not realistic. See those past episodes as to, um, we did a past episode. Let me see here on my list. Um, three, uh, three top reasons for delayed escrows. One of those reasons was unrealistic timelines. Call it what it is. Unrealistic timelines. Okay, let's continue. Uh, location restricted, meaning th these programs are designated for targeted areas. Some of us have access to the maps and the website and you plug in the address. It says, yes, this area is eligible. And sometimes that's internal to the banking, to the lender, you know, what that is. What I know from Bank of America um, speaking to one of the loan officers, loan bankers, he says they input the address and they then determine whether that property is eligible. Okay. Uh, minimum qualifying credit scores. So I'm, again, I haven't, I'm not focusing on B of A's particular loan product, this new trial product, or it's kind of a revamped one. They've, but Wells Fargo, Bank of America, they've chased, they've all done their version of this before. We've also even heard, I talked about it on the last episode, check out episode 162 of the for, Forgivable Equity Builder Loan Program. Again, we're here because some people, uh, our communities, people of color have been hurt detrimentally uh, for unfair lending practices, biases, and discrimination. And so as we talk about building wealth and generational wealth, there's been this big push right now. There's been this big push right now to help those particular groups. I think now's a good time for me to talk about the good press and bad press. So this for me comes on the eve because now I'm working and I'm active and I see behind the scenes the big banks like your Bank Bank of America's, your Wells Fargo's, um, who else? Uh, City, who else is out there? <laughs> Chase, um, who else? There's like the big five that's usually kind of always in the news. But they have started their foreclosures. Wells Fargo had announced last year they would not start foreclosures until end of January 2022. I will say they were starting that process and signing off 
on all those properties that were in default as of December 2021. How do I know this? Because I can look at the records. It's called the NODs and the NOTs. Is a real estate show. Again, I will repeat that. NODs are notice of defaults. The NOTs is notice of trustee sale. And so when you look at the paper trail and the paperwork, the dates on that paperwork shows that they attempted to reach and work something out the, with the borrowers who are in default as of December. So they were gearing up. That's just a, that's just a good audit, right? Like, all right, moratorium is ending, right? And, and those forbearance forbearances were ending and all that protection was ending September, meaning October 1, if you were in default, they were allowed to start to report it negatively on your credit. I'm switching gears in here because I'm giving context to these announcements of the good press because then we're going to get the bad press and everyone's going to be so upset and it'd be like, Oh, those banks are foreclosing on those people of color, right? On those communities, poor them. Well, that's the reality of kicking the can down the road for the last two years. Now, true, we may not see a lot of these foreclosures hit the market. Very true. Um, I've been seeing them done and handled differently in various states, which leaves room for a lot of unethical practices. And I think a lot of violation of people's homeownership bill of rights, look into it. We've talked about the homeownership bill of rights. Uh, I do have a series again, check out our YouTube. We did, I think a five, eight part series about um, hardships and what you can do if you're facing hardships and understanding your homeownership bill of rights. Some of these types of loans, and this is where I want to debunk kind of what I'm hearing is that, oh, it's a setup and you're going to, you know, because you're, you're going to lose, you know, if you lose your job, you lose your home, et cetera, et cetera. Well, these type, types of loans, again, it says using approved loan program come with the most protection. What does that mean? It's not a bank can say, oh, willy nilly, you haven't paid. I'm a foreclosed on. No, that's not what happens. It's not what happens. They have to follow a guideline that has already been set forth as of October, excuse me, as of August last year, August 2021, there has been like a 10 point guide that before a lender can file foreclosure on the GSE um, or those government sponsored loans, you, they have to follow certain steps. So that means it comes with the most protections. The ones that don't have protections as we're talking about the foreclosure, you know, pool or contacts are those high balance loans, your conventional loans, right? So those of you who are in real estate, I'm giving you game of who you should be looking at. Contact your uh, title company, filter out those loans based on loan product type. I believe you can do that. You can isolate those filters and look at who got a loan when, what type of loan, high balance loans, because those are the loans that do not have those protections. All right. Is that helpful? Yes, Lisa. Yes, it's very helpful. Thank you so much. You've been really clear. <laughs> All right. Minimum qualifying credit scores. Minimum qualifying credit scores. So I'm noticing a couple of things. So as I'm getting alerts right now for you, for so this is a thing with streaming on multiple platforms. 
Um, some comments I can see because some of you are in like private groups that I'm streaming into and others I can see. So cool. Cool. Grady says, yes, it is clear. Awesome. Awesome. Getting his real estate gems. I see Grady, right? He's always up for it. <laughs> All right. Minimum qualifying credit scores. Minimum qualifying credit scores are usually what they set. These are what we call overlays. Usually 640 FICO, of course, we've watched during the pandemic that went up to like 680, then it came back down. So again, double check. I'm not talking about B of A yet. I'm not talking about B of A yet. I'm just talking about foundationally setting the foundation for what to expect with DPA programs. Silent seconds, usually amortized over 15 years, interest rate varies, and the gifts don't require repayment. All right, cool. Feeling good about this? Yes. Let's move on. Now let's talk about the different types of DPAs and how they show up. Grants, gifted money, don't have to repay it. That's the first one. The second are loans, right? Down, down payment assistance comes in the form as of a loan. So you have to qualify for the first mortgage. And then for down payment and closing costs is wrapped in a second mortgage and it's paid monthly with the first mortgage. So we've got layered financing. Sometimes back in the day, I haven't seen this, but you've got the first, the second, and the third. Got quite a layered loan. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the implications of having layered loans. The third type of down payment assistant is deferred loans. That silent, 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 silent second means you were paid when, when you sell or refinance or move. Okay. I've got to be clear or move. Some of you are like, oh, I'm going to use this. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to rent it out. Okay. They find out you moved, you relocated. Guess what? They're going to call that loan due. They're going to call that loan due. Um, and the fourth is called a forgivable loan, which we talked about on episode. I think it was 162 about the forgivable equity loan builder. And so it's set over a period of time, usually five years. It's a second mortgage forgiven after set amount of years. And it's repaid only if three events, you sell, refinance, or move before that time period. If you're in California, I just wanted to point out, California has a down payment assistance program, right? So it's the Golden State Finance Authority uh, down payment program up to five and a half percent down payment and closing costs. It's not just for first-time home buyers. That's pretty cool, right? So if you're someone who is looking to uh, purchase another property, right, you have one and then you're going to sell that and you want to buy something else, you can use this program. You've got to find an approved lender. That's the issue there. Okay. So there is DPA available, but not all lenders are approved to issue and work with these programs. FICO score on this particular program is 640, and it's available for uh, FHA, VA, USDA loans, which is a, a U.S. Department of Agriculture, and your conventional financing. I'm just picking up the pace here because of time, but it's pretty much uh, straightforward. So the buzz here right now is a zero down payment program, and I want to talk about it in comparison with NACA, and Bank of America has funded and has worked along NACA for the last 25 years in terms of a commitment to helping uh, low LMI, low to median income purchasers. So it's not new. It's just they're saying, hey, we're going to offer our product too. But this was something they were funding through NACA as well. 
And so there, again, we're talking about timing, good press, and the fact that we are, of course, in market adjustments. We, you know, rates are higher. The Federal Reserve is looking to continue to interest, uh, raise interest rates because they're looking to cool this market down. Y'all made it up really hot up in here. Y'all made it hot. So let's look at it. It's called the Community Affordable Loan. Forgive me, I believe it's available in four or five states, LA being one of them. Um, it is, cr the credit guidelines are based on timely rent payments, utility bill payment, phone and auto insurance payments. So by the way, this is not new. I've been talking about uh, this new form of credit for years now, years. We've been talking about this during the Obama administration. Uh, so again, it was good press for them because they put it out there and people were like, oh my gosh, I don't need a you know FICO credit score. There have been some lenders that have been generating FICO scores based on your rent, based on a utility bill, definitely based on your auto insurance. Most people have cars and car notes and car insurance. So this is not anything new. We've been doing, creating these type of um, untraditional forms of credit is what you've heard me say this in the past. So during Obama administration, we've been talking about this. What I want to point out is if you can qualify, if you can utilize this stuff, listen, that's pretty awesome. Step in, level up, take advantage, right? For this limited time, it's a trial. Um, no mortgage insurance. So of course, let's talk about what that means. I think there's People get excited about things that they really don't understand what they're ex excited about. Um, but mortgage insurance is pretty much a big deal because it's almost essentially a car note for those loans that are putting less than 20% down. Of course, there's some hybrid products um, that are, you know, 5% conventional, no PMI. You're either paying it up front, again, depending on the lender and the product. Again, each lender has their own loan portfolio, loan product of what they're offering. So some may have you pay the PMI off. Some may have it built in in a, in a different way. You've got to understand what that means because that PMI alone, the private mortgage insurance can be the equivalent of a car note, right? So depending on your price point, 500, some thousand dollars, you're looking at PMIs of like 330 bucks plus or minus, right? Um, I know the rates vary. They've gotten higher. Again, talk with your mortgage professional regarding the PMI and where rates are and what you can do about it. Um, no minimum credit score. So again, this goes back to the first item, which is no traditional form, uh, excuse me, the, the non-traditional form of creating credit. So what they're saying when they say no minimum credit score, that's not an overlay guideline that they're holding you to. These are all overlay, overlay guidelines. This is kind of where people buck up into trouble, not having enough of the down, not having sufficient on the closing, not having the qualifying FICO scores. And so this is why they're saying, okay, we're just going to open up this pool. We're going to do it for a trial because we have been spanked on the hand. We've been dinged. You know, we've been found. <laughs> we've been discovered, uncovered, right? And so we're going to set, a, a, you know, set X amount, bill, millions, billions of dollars, Um to help these particular communities. It also comes in the form of what they're supposed to do every year, which is a give back. They've got to give back to the very people they are serving, right? You bank with them. This is a give back, all right? 
So when you understand that, you go, oh, that's how they give the small business grants. And that's how they're sponsoring that event. And that's why at the end of the year, in the fourth quarter, you usually see these big, big events and these big sponsors is because this is part of the requirement of the finance industry to give back, right? CRA. Income restricted. Yes, it is income restricted. Lo location restricted. Yes, it is location restricted. Again, um, what I do want to say in terms of the fine print that when I opened up the show, I said, although we'll be talking about, you know, black and brown, black and Latino communities, these programs are not exclusive to those communities. So you can be of other ethnic backgrounds, groups, um, and take advantage of these programs if you meet these eligibility requirements. Um, again, I held that. I've done this in comparison with NACA. NACA's mortgage pro product is a known down, no closing, no fees, no PMI, below market fixed interest rate, and they do have a NACA buy down rate. I've discussed about buy down, buying down rates with clients. If you get closing costs, if you're getting closing cost assistance, you know, your lenders will definitely, an awesome lender is going to do some comparisons for you and show you side by side. Here's FHA, here's conventional, VA if you're eligible. Um, if you buy down the rate, here's what it costs. Here's what your rate is. Here's what your savings are. Like that's good quality work, right? From a lender professional is to show you where, where the numbers are. Does it make sense? Where's your break even? How long, you know, to recoup that? You, how long do you have to be in that property? Five, seven, 10 years in order to make that make sense. Those are the conversations you should be having. Kabish, Kabish. All right. So great. You're using DPA. You're qualified, but does it make your offer competitive? So I have just a quick synopsis of pros and cons here. And this is just based on my experience in terms of what I'm seeing both as a listing agent and as a selling agent or representing a buyer. Pros, you don't have to ask for seller concessions. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to ask for concessions, meaning I need assistance with my closing costs. Because depending on your mortgage product, you can factor in that the closing costs are going to be anywhere between 2 and 3%. 2 and 3% of the purchase price. So not only do you have a down payment requirement on these particular loans, is that you have 3% conventional, 3.5% FHA, or a zero down on VA, but let me say this. Let's go back to this last slide, right? In terms of these no downs and whatnot, um, it doesn't mean that there's no that you don't have to put it. It just means it's being built in, right? Someone's putting it for you, which is why it's there. It's called the silent second, or it's a second mortgage, is because someone's got to come up with that money. Those are just guidelines for those particular programs. All right. Um, Second pro, little to no out-of-pocket money. Kudos to you. This can also bite you in the butt as I when I talk about cons. But for most, you go, okay, cool. Little to no out-of-pocket. But here's the reality, folks. You want to factor in the cost of main, maintenance of a property, 5% of that purchase price annually. That's for your big ticket items, right? We call it capital expenditures. If you're looking at it from an investment standpoint, you're talking about your roof, your electrical systems, your plumbing systems, you know, foundation, major things. If you have pool, pool maintenance and stuff like that, um, those are your big ticket items that you've got a budget for. 
how many times are we in our farm or as professionals actively looking? What are we looking for? Deferred maintenance. It's a telltale sign that there's someone struggling there, right? Because when you look in comparison to maybe other properties in the area that are being maintained and being taken care of, being fixed up, being improved in comparison to those that are starting to get deteriorated, deferred maintenance, there's something going on and those are telltale signs. Oftentimes, people are not factoring in the cost, true cost of home ownership. You are the boss. You are the boss. You are the landlord. Hey, my roof is leaking. Okay, self. Hey, self, did we put aside enough money to pay for the leaking roof? Uh, yes or no. That's going to depend on whether you really thought this through. So rethink your desire for home ownership because it has to be one of those things that either is saved for, accounted for. Grady, ask about home warranty. Great question. Let me, uh, I'll get to, well, yeah, let's talk about it. Home warranty, depending where you are, depending what state you are here in California, we have home warranty. Um, other states, in fact, these, these carriers are providers of national products. So home warranty is not your home owner's insurance. Home warranty um, has limits in terms of coverage, policy limits. So read your home warranty. Sometimes they're capped at no more than like $3,500 in terms of what they're willing to do. So please, please check out those home warranty limits, policy exclusions, what is excluded. And also be aware that they're going to defer. They're going to ask for a copy of your home inspection. They're going to say, if it wasn't working during your home inspection, we are not fixing it. It's not, it's going to be excluded. It's got to be functioning, right? Got to be, you can't try to slide in something that wasn't in working or functioning order and say, I'm just going to call my home warranty and have them come fix it. Mm, not so much. Okay. So do look out for those limits and policy exclusions in terms of maintenance. Good to have. Good to have. Um, I definitely like, you know, it's so funny because I know investors don't like them. I mean, they buy them because I guess it's a thing for home buyers. I like them because I feel like it, you know, helps me sleep at night, helps the client sleep at ease. You know, you pay a $50 deductible, $75 deductible. Somebody comes out, you know, your water heater goes out. They find out something's going on with the line or something. They come out and fix it. If they can't fix it, they replace it. That's cool. That's nice. That's like, okay, that was that was worth the five, you know, the $400 to $600 you paid for the 12-month coverage or 13-month coverage and then option to extend it an additional year. So that's cool. It's cool. All right. So limits, again, pros, I'm talking about pros of DPA. It limits the purchase to more affordable, quote unquote, affordable areas, which again, we're talking about targeted areas. So you can't be using DPA in certain zip codes where that's not where they're targeting. The conversation of B of A right now in a lot of these banks is they're trying to target areas with majority Black and Latino uh, uh, people. So wanting to convert the density or the dense population of rentership to home ownership. Cons, again, cons to using a DPA and doesn't make your offer competitive. 
So a seller may say, you know, I'm trying to be out of this house and be done in 30 days or less. Then you're not a competitive offer because your funding will likely take 45 to 60 days. Depending on the program, it could even take upwards of 90 days. I've heard nightmare stories of 120 days. Sheesh. 120 days in escrow. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Very important to know as a professional and as a consumer who's utilizing these programs, because again, understand what are the practical and realistic timelines for these particular programs and why you may not be deemed or considered competitive to the other offers that are using no DPAs, you know, the same program types, FHA, VA, conventional or USDA, and can get it done within 30 days or less. This is why it's important to front load your deals when you're working with your lenders. Um, we now have on our contracts three types of, you know, qualifications. So pre-qualified, pre-approved, or fully underwritten. You get to communicate to the, the seller that where you are in your loan process. Have you just gotten pre-qualified or are you fully, um, are you DU approved? Are you pre-approved or have you gotten full, full underwriting? meaning a TBD. TBD means to be determined, mean the property to be determined, means likely that lender can close that loan in 12 days tops because they front loaded all the paperwork, everything they've needed. They're just waiting on you to get an accepted offer and then they rock and roll from there. Those for me are always fun. I think closing one of those loans in 17 days. I mean, we had our loan approval in 12 days. I mean, those were the good old days. <laughs> Those are fun. Uh, cons to DPAs is layered loans. So they're layered financings and may they, they may start you off in a negative equity. So when you look at the loan to value or the CLTV, CLTV, what is she saying? CLTV. What is she saying? put up here on the screen for you. CLTV is a combined loan to value is likely going to be over 100%. That's what people are referring to when they talk about negative equity, which means you are borrowing more than what you are paying for the property. But let's keep this in context because right now the buzz is like, oh, it's not worth it. It's a setup. And you know, you're, you're already starting a negative equity. It's twofold, right? It's twofold to open up the doors and opportunities for a particular group who may not have that opportunity otherwise. The second aspect of that is let's look at truly what just happened during the pandemic boom. 70% of buyers regret having purchased during that time. In fact, what the data shows is the median price or the median dollar amount that buyers overpaid during the pandemic boom was $62,000 overpaid on properties that now have adjusted downward. Again, we've got hyper submarkets, hyper markets and submarkets may still be performing if they're in areas that is booming. But as I was reading the, the, the data, one of the markets that is really uh, taking a hit is uh, Boise, Idaho, right? Idaho's taking a hit right now because of how high they went. The next state is, I want to say, is Phoenix. Phoenix is another state or city that's taking a hit as market 
um, market prices continue to adjust in response to the change in interest rate, in response to employment factors, in response to, I think we're now losing the FWH group. Who's that? Or, no, or what is it? WFH, W work from home, WFH, the work from home demographic, because now those employers, I hear uh, Elon Musk is saying, if you don't come to work, I'm going to consider that your resignation. So now changing the that whole movement of work from home and you can live anywhere. A lot of people, a lot of you did. You went and bought properties out of state that, you know, was more, quote unquote, affordable, made more sense, more bang for your buck. But then your employers are like, yeah, I need you to come back to work. Uh, not so much. I'm 2,500 miles away. Can't come to the office. And then the other discussion in terms of that work from home demographic is uh, some employers are now considering should they be paid less because now they don't have the commute and wear and tear on their car, et cetera, not paying gas, your work from home. So of course, that's going to be a hot topic. Very, very interesting. All right. Uh, let's see. The last item here is if you have to sell in less than a set time period, usually five years, the net proceeds could be very low to almost nothing, depending on the market conditions. See episode 174. We just did that last week. What last week? Last week. <laughs> what are short sales and what factors would contribute to short sales? Layered financing is one of them. Because when we get involved and we sell these properties, we've got to contact the lien holders. And oftentimes I see these lien holders, the second mortgages. We got to say, hey, we need to pay off demand. And they say, okay, yeah, let's run that calculation. They've had this loan for X amount of years um, at a 2% interest rate over X amount of years. Here's the amount. And you get a nice bill. Get a nice bill. And so then we go, ugh. So now your first mortgage, your second mortgage, transactional key fees, including broker fees, and then in comparison to where we are in the contract price, is this deal making sense? So for us as professionals, yes, we help you get in it. But again, make sure you're aware of the guidelines and the implications of using these types of financing DPA programs, because in the long run, it can hurt when you are trying to sell. Uh, some of these programs also... Uh, use shared appreciation. Uh, so equity shared appreciation programs mean they share in the equity. Some of the city programs do that. They share in the equity. Property value goes up. They get a, they get a good chunk of that when you decide to sell, refinance, move. Okay. You're with me? Good. Cool. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out with me. Any comments, questions, feedback? Has this been helpful? Is this helpful? Because this buzz right now, I think, was strategic. That works. But a lot of you are now thinking about it. You're talking about it. But it's more important for you to understand the different types, what's available, working with approved lenders, who has access to the money. Because also, you may have great lenders that are not the B of A, but will guarantee funding those loans, right? We'll make sure you get your house. 
have access to other programs and resources like the Cal Halfas of the world, right? I'm not a lender, but I do see them come across and clients are able to use those down payment assistant programs and those closing cost assistant programs. Again, if you are a realtor in particular as a California Association of Realtor, um, there is the HAF Housing Affordability Fund. It still has money. Ask your clients or you as a realtor assisting them, write that on your offer, talk to the other realtor and say, my client is going to tap into this down payment, um, not down payment, the closing cost grant assistance program. I've been writing it on my client's offers who need closing costs. So I don't have to ask the seller. $10,000 is what you can get from that. It's, uh, you know, a great opportunity. So there's opportunities for money out to access the money. You just need to know who, what, where, how, and the why. Does it make sense for you? All right. With that, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for hanging with us on another information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. We'll see you next week uh, as we continue to share uh, all this game. Grady says, thank you as always. Thank you for uh, your support. And uh, Susten, uh, my brother, my realtor colleague says, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for tuning in. I trust that this information is valuable, not just to you, um, your families, your communities, and make sure you share, subscribe, 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 subscribe. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>